Hi, I'm Jay Edidin. And I'm Miles Stokes. And you're listening to Hawk Talk. Where we talk hawks. Now, normally in this, you know, bat time and bat place, you'd be listening to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men, a weekly podcast about the ins, outs, retcons, clones, and time travel of comics' greatest superhero soap opera. But once every four weeks, we take a week off, and lately what we've been doing, yeah, what we've been doing during those weeks is Hawk Talk, an entirely X-Men unrelated, entirely unplanned, and entirely unedited conversation. Yeah, so uh, as we always say, if this is your first episode of Jay and Mouse Explain the X-Men, uh, I mean, we hope you enjoy it, but please do not consider it representative of the main thing we do. Cause it ain't. Um, again, I cannot ha- emphasize this heavily enough. This is is not planned, it's not edited, um, it's messy. I'm gonna be knitting during it. Mm. I, uh, I can't multitask like that. I, I respect that you can, I, I, I just, I wish I could, but I would trail off with my sentences even more than I do. Well, it depends a lot on the knitting. Like, there's there's knitting I can multitask, and there's knitting I can't. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. There's, like, the uh, the, the knitting that involves holding your hands at certain angles. Otherwise, the C4 will go off, and you'll get a game over. Well, like, things where I have to pay attention to a pattern, um, or where there are, there are changes every row or two, that's that's rough. But, like, what I'm doing right now, I'm knitting a blank, and it's just a four-row repeat, and a very simple pattern. So well, I can pretty I'm much still, do it without thinking. I'm still impressed. Uh, but, um, blankets aside, at least for the moment, uh, so, during this incarnation of Hawk Talk, what we've been doing is discussing topics which were chosen by listeners who donated a certain amount to the Equality Florida fundraiser that we did back in April. And so, Jay, what are we talking about this time? Well, this week's Hawks are, I believe, joy, and sources thereof. Yeah, that's right. Our listener, Blind Seer Zero, asked us to talk about things that bring us joy, which is an awesome topic, but also kind of a daunting one, because, like, how do you how do you narrow that down to a hawk talk? Yeah, I really like liking things. Me too. And that's something, like, I know we have our podcast personas where, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, Miles is the enthusiastic one, and Jay is, like, the critical one. And, I mean, I guess, but when it comes down to it, yeah, I think that's really what unites us in terms of the way we interact with pop culture. We both like liking things. We just have slightly different methods of doing so. So I'm I'm thinking of 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 things that are are just sources of of sort of wide-eyed joy for me. And some of this is just because I was I was on my phone immediately before this and I was I was looking at Instagram and one of the things that I follow a lot on Instagram or I follow on Instagram is is the account Zooborns and I follow it for a number of reasons but one of them is that it regularly gives me ugly baby animals which are among my favorite things in the world and just just universally fonts of joy. You know, I was actually wondering whether you or I were going to bring up ugly baby animals first. I remember they are like back when we lived in the same place, we would spend sometimes a surprisingly long time just giggling together at ugly baby animals. And by ugly baby animals, we don't mean we were being judgmental. We mean we genuinely are made joyful by their existence. Like conventionally cute things are fine, but like weird gnarly things weird 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 gnarly adorable babies are are definitely like a, a cut above the rest like you know baby eye eyes oh baby eye eyes are so weird or like baby frog mouths or for that matter adult frog mouths yeah they're muppets they totally are um but you know uh also more stereotypically cute animals big fan of those uh, as you well know jay and you still occasionally send me pictures which makes me happy every time clouded leopard cubs are just the purest little creatures in the universe. They're just, 
they're just gorgeous and those eyes and the patterning and they're just so earnest and also they're awkward because they're babies and babies are awkward yeah listeners if you ever need to completely paralyze miles like rapidly just just like short circuit his brain show him pictures of clouded leopard cubs it works it's fantastic I would say it's my kryptonite, but everybody uses that phrase totally wrong. If clouded leopard cubs were my kryptonite, then if I got close to them, I would die. I mean, have you ever been close to baby clouded uh, baby clouded leopards? Um, I guess I haven't. So it's possible they're my kryptonite, both in the correct and incorrect senses, in that they are fragments of my home planet blown across space to the same planet I ended up on. This is getting weird. Well, the other thing is you're only talking about green kryptonite here. Oh, that's true. If they were pink clouded leopard cubs, they would make me stereotypically gay. Yep. I can't believe that's canon. It's quite a thing. <laughs> oh, comics. Um, but yeah, yeah, that cute things in general. You know, animals in general. I never thought I would be an animal person, and compared to a lot of people, I'm still not. But like, I remember when we inadvertently adopted a cat lo those many years ago, like I was so reluctant at first and ended up just loving that cat so much and a good all cat. other animals by extension. She was a very good cat. She was an excellent cat, a real weirdo, best kind of weirdo. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, animals, definitely them. Uh, what else? Yeah, I, I am and always have been very much an animal person, so... So I am I am there and I I like 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 I mentioned with the babies I like I like weird offbeat difficult animals. <laughs> I feel like we are both weird offbeat difficult animals. Seems likely. Um man, so this is this is a slightly big thing, a big source of joy for me right now on the 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 baby things front is um that actually uh my wife and I are are expecting our our first one of those uh this December. Oh, hell yeah. And while I have congratulated you privately, I will not congratulate you more publicly. Fucking congratulations to you and T. I am so excited for you guys. Thank you. It is a lot of work when you are both female assigned people. I I believe that it is. It seems like a lot of work in general, and that's like even more. Uh, but yeah, so like I, I know, um, you know, you tend to be a pretty private person. Uh, but what, what do you want to talk to uh, about with that? Just... Uh, what do you say? Uh, it's just really neat, <laughs> right? <laughs> cool as hell. Um, like we've been, we've been, we're we're about um, God, sixteen weeks at this point, and we we just did the first like serious anatomy um sonogram, and so the cool thing about sonograms is 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 in real time you, you can see like things moving and like they can do different different layers and it's it's fascinating and weird, but like over the last you know month we've seen this tiny proto person like grow bones those are those are useful you can cover them in adamantium if you want although it tends not to go well and like it's got little organs and you can see them work like the glass cat from oz exactly it's so it's it's so cool and it's so neat and it's such a remarkable thing and remarkable process um that i've never really been personally involved in before um so that's that's really neat and we've we, the the other thing that sort of goes with that that's a, an ongoing source of, of joy but also just very much comfort for me is I, I have been knitting just a shit ton of baby clothes and i love to knit i knit a lot anyway um but the great thing about knitting baby stuff is that it's really small um so you finish it very quickly and it's very very satisfying because you finish like a whole garment but it was super quick and it's tiny and adorable and then you just knit, like, five more of them. That is going to be the coziest goddamn baby that ever did live. 
Oh my god, it's gonna be it's it's gonna it's just gonna hate knitted stuff by the time it's two. <laughs> it's only gonna wear just like sackcloth and burlap just to have the uh, most different possible fabric. Only the smoothest of satins. Oh, oh man, I can't wear smooth satin. Too smooth. Ugh. Yeah, that is that is really freaking cool. I think you guys are gonna be kick ass parents. So that's been neat, and it's been in, in in sort of sort of a cluster of that stuff in my family. Um, one of one of my cousins just had twins, and so sort of seeing them through that process has been really really cool too. Yeah, there yeah there have been. I mean, I'm certainly in, on the other side of the country over here. There have been a lot of babies in our community as as well. Um, I have a my wife and I have a, a godson. I hate that term. Like it's it's religious, and we're not religious. I know you've used a guide daughter for your your guide. Yeah, daughter, my and that's my guide cool. daughter's parents actually found that one and 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 chose that, and I I really like that. I like it too, but it's it's harder for me to say for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's that's been a really cool thing. I I don't have kids myself. Um, I I likely will not. But um, being there for my godson, being there from the start, like. Having that, uh, I don't know, toddlers don't bullshit you. I mean, they get to a point where they're lying about everything. But in terms of, like, if they come up and hug you and yell, Uncle Mayos, like, it, it's sincere and it's the best goddamn feeling in the world. Like, to have this small, guileless creature just so excited that you exist is freaking amazing. You've always been pretty good with kids. Like I'm, I'm remembering you with 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 my cousins when they were really little, or um, with with the the littlest experts. Um, when when you inadvertently painted yourself into the corner of having to explain what a gangster was and accidentally made it sound really like like a community organizer. <laughs> oh God, I'd forgotten about that. I haven't thought about that in so long. That was great. That was extremely funny. Uh, I mean, I guess in a sense they kind of are. <laughs> or was that I, no, kid it's... who made you play bunnies with her? Uh, oh, she was yeah, the baby and... bunny, and she, but she only had one set of ears. So you were the mother bunny who lost your ears in an accident. Yeah, it was it was kind of tragic, and I wasn't sure how much to play up the pathos pathos of the situation. But I I think we weren't getting that deep at the time. Man, uh, kids yeah. are so weird. Kids are excellently weird. Yeah, but they're really cool. And I don't know, maybe it's just, just like getting older, or being around more of them. But just like animals, I never thought I would I would be into I, I would like approve of children and enjoy spending time with them. But it's cool, and like even even ones I don't know, like I don't know, I'll be at a park and a kid will have a balloon and just look happy about the balloon, and just my heart fucking melts. I don't know what it is. Like it's not a biological clock thing. It just it just makes me happy to see that just earnest, simple uh, happiness in in another human being, like especially another human being just starting their life. I don't know. I sound like a big dork right now, but it's totally true. It's okay. You are a big dork. I, I suppose that is true. I don't I know. Mean, what about I, think, you? I think something that's come with age for me is a lot more willing to willingness to enjoy, to earnestly enjoy earnestness. Like that's something I've yeah. always really liked, but it's it's something that that like I I find the whole idea of like cringy or guilty pleasures kind of bizarre and a little antithetical at this point. Like just it's it's okay to I, I like liking things I really like enjoying things actually a big source source of joy for me and I, I describe myself as a a um an enthusiasm enthusiast um because I I really love other people's passions and seeing other people get get really into and in, in involved with you know talking about or expressing the stuff that they care about mm-hmm. um and it's something that that I I've never really stopped enjoying and never really stopped being into um. So that's that's a big one for me, definitely. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and that that's something that, like, I don't know, that's something, I know we don't talk about X-Men and Hawk Talk, but to at least talk a little bit about our show, that's something I really like about our show, is that we, there are things that we love, and we get to just tell people why we love them, and sometimes then that means those people will, will check something out that they didn't, wouldn't otherwise check out, and they get to, you know, appreciate it on either a similar level or a different level, or decide that it's not for them, and that helps them narrow down what they do want, like, I remember early on in the show, you and I were talking about like what, what our goals were for it. And I remember talking about mm-hmm. how I really wanted to make people understand why the New Mutants were so good, because not enough people even knew who they were. And like, I, I don't want to, you know, force my joys on other people, but I just, I wanted to maybe expose people to a thing they might love. And I, I love when other people do that as well. Like if we had more of that, if we had more people just saying, no, here's the thing that's great and i'm not going to be i'm not being sarcastic i just think it's great and maybe it's flawed but who cares i love it like that's wonderful that's pure so i think i think going back a step for me another pretty substantial source of joy especially right now is is people um Mm -hmm. because i'm i'm i i am i love people and love a lot of people and tend to be very much an introvert but the last few years have been really isolating. And T and I recently went on a road trip and we got to see a couple of my very, very old, very, very dear friends from college. And just seeing and reconnecting with them was phenomenal. It was it was just just so exuberant and so profoundly well joyful. Um mm-hmm. that was that was really neat. Um thinking thinking other stuff like well, actually, I mean, about that, yeah. about that, like, yeah. I think there's there's a lot to be said about that. I, I completely mm-hmm. agree. And that's, I mean, I don't know. I, I know between the two of us, like, you tend to be more introverted and I tend to be more extroverted. But yeah, that's something that I think has always been important to, to both of us. And for me, like, community is is huge. Like, that's that's a big part of why I love living where I do with, around the people I do is it's just, you know, basically found family. And being able to just, you know, go to an outdoor pub and have a beer in the sun or, you know, have some close people over for Christmas, even though that's been a little more complicated the last couple of years or whatever. That's that's kind of what makes it worth it. Like, that's something for me that's always been huge, just having a, a close community of friends. I mean, I'm thinking like back when we were in high school, you know, there were what, maybe half a dozen of us that were just hanging out all the freaking time. And that was that was everything in life right then. I think other sources of joy, I'm thinking... For me, there's a really unique joy to clearly articulating something complicated, to being able to sort of bridge theory and meaning effectively. Yeah, and that's something you are excellent at. Sometimes, but it's also something I struggle with, with which again is is part of why it's it's such a sort of transcendent experience when it when it works. Does that feel different in writing versus verbally, or is it the same kind of satisfaction? Um, I mean, it's it's easier and and generally less intensely frustrating in writing because I've got a delete key, and because I'm I'm generally just much more fluent in text than I am in speech. Hmm. No, that makes sense. But yeah, just having that like uh, that open channel between you and your listener, or your reader, or your audience, and just knowing that like that's getting through what you intend to communicate is being understood no it's actually not even about the dialogic stuff or the communication like those are things that i oh, really I take satisfaction in but but just being able to make that connection to distill an idea in that way um 
is really, really sort of joyous. And I'm sorry, I'm I'm watching you on the video, and I I can't. You're doing something really weird with your head. It's really distracting. Me. Oh, I was just trying to see why my why in my little screen my cable's hanging down in front of my mic, but it turns out it's fine. That's all. Oh, because you know that video with the owlets, and one of them has a rat, and they're all kind of bending back and forth. Oh yeah, and then there were like those the, the group of friends that tried to reproduce it and move in similarly. Yeah, uh, yeah, you were kind of doing ways. that. Oh, okay, listeners, this is what you get from Hawk Talk. You get every little scrap of everything. It's great. I mean, we 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 actually touched on raptors, which is is a rare one. Uh oh yeah, it's a Hawk Talk where we talk about, if not necessarily hawks, at least uh, yeah, raptors, like the bird kind, not the dino kind. Oh I man, mean, so birds, apparently birds owls are just stupid as hell. Really? I, I guess I never thought yeah! about it. Yeah! That brings me joy. Well done, owls. You dumbasses. Yeah, no, apparently they're, like, intensely sharp ends and, and just, like, brain full of fluff. <laughs> I can respect that. All right. This was apparently an issue during the filming of the Harry Potter movies because you can basically, you can train an owl to do one thing. What so is- they, had to, they had to switch out a shit ton of owls to play this one owl that could do multiple things. Oh man! See, now I'm just imagining a bunch of owls. Like one lands on Harry's arm and then just falls over backward or something. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> that's that's great. That's great. Right? Yeah. Oh jeez. Oh, um, joyful lack of di- joyful loss of dignity or lack of dignity. I, I guess not loss of dignity, but but um, jo- joyful uh joyful renunciation of dignity. Ah, yes, is a good yes, one. Just being unconcerned with how one is perceived. Yeah, I think that goes back to earnestness. Also to ugly baby animals. There's a great illustration from the Oz books of, of Scraps, um, the patchwork girl saying, Dignity? I hate dignity. <laughs> These were like uh, very early memes. You actually had to open up a book and, you know, reproduce it on your own paper with your own pencil and then, like, walk up to somebody in the street and give it to them. And then I they would, would like that illustration give a thumbs up. Viral. That would like. be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of should. I, you know, I kind of miss those old books that had, like, those simple black and white illustrations with, like, a little bit of text that was from the book under the picture. You know, they're still around. They haven't actually gone anywhere. I I mostly read comics these days. I don't know how prose books work. I miss them. I miss them a lot. I mean, I mostly read textbooks and articles these days. Um, that's something. Learning stuff is 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 a big source of joy for me. Yeah, agreed. Um, and, like, I feel like for both of us, that also runs the gamut. Like, you know, there's academic stuff, but then there's also just, I don't know, random shit about why a bit of X-Men continuity doesn't work or whatever. Or like, or that owls I are just, bad at things. Or that owls are bad at things. Uh, I am in the process of, of home buying, which is quite the process, believe you, me. Ugh. But I learned from our inspector guy, like, the different types of, of smoke detectors and why our current one we have to take down every time we open the oven, but, like, the new kind, you wouldn't have to do that. And I learned a little bit about why, and I love that shit. I love just learning random stuff. Why things are the way they are. Little bits of etymology. Whatever. I like inappropriately simplifying things. I find that very, very pleasing. Very joyful. Um, there were there an were example? fire. Sorry, what? Oh, like an example? Yeah. So, for example, uh, T and I were out for a walk this evening, and there were there were fire engines putting pulling being pulled into the fire station. There were a bunch of firemen standing outside, sort of ge- gesturing and directing, since they were trying to pull two fire engines into a fairly narrow space. Um, and and um, 
I, I, I think our conversation was, was briefly related to that they were putting the fire engines to the to bed and then um, theorizing an entire <laughs> bedroom routine or bedtime routine for the fire engines. I love this plan. That kind of reminds me of you telling me about the way you used to play with your toys when you were a kid. I mean, yeah, kind of. Well, because well, I am I remembering correctly that you had like toy cars and stuff and, and there were dolls and you just sort of like played with them in similar ways. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I think is great. I, uh, I also I, I, I also that... worried a lot about like making them feel left out or offending them if I didn't. Oh, dude, dude, I get that. Yeah, um, this is why I always play the yellow piece in board games because nobody ever likes the yellow piece. And then I ended up loving yellow so much that when Anna and I got married, that was one of our wedding colors. And I think that was in large part so it wouldn't feel bad about not being chosen very often. So wow, go man. yellow is my point. I feel like that was kind of a deep insight into your personality and motivation. <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> oh man um but yeah i don't know i'm thinking like I-, I guess i'd be remiss if i didn't say that love in all of its forms and romance in all of its forms and romance doesn't like have to be a, a sexual or even like partnery thing i don't think like you can totally have romantic friendships and that's a very valid real thing dude but that shit is so important like that that kind of just emotionally open connection in in whatever way that it manifests like i don't know for me that's always been so central to the way i live my life and so to the point where you know when we'll read a comic or whatever and you'll have some villain who's like no no no, i've dedicated my life to you know making this potion that will turn me into a stupid owl or whatever i'm like well okay but but what about what about love dude like where's Where's your time for 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 partnership or or romantic friendship or connection or whatever? I mean, like, not everyone thrives on those. Not, not and I and I totally this. recognize that. Like, it's it's a very valid thing. That's just something that for me has always been it been such a source of source of joy. Um, yeah, like, and no, total total validity to people who are aromantic or or whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And I I love that there are so many styles of like what gives people that kind of fulfillment i love that there are so many ways to i don't know just like i I guess i guess compersion is the term like people are into whatever they're into and whether or not that's something i can understand on a personal individual like visceral level it's clear that enjoyment comes from that for them and that's just fucking awesome that just pleases the hell out of me to see what was your stepdad's line yeah i love love it's lovely exactly i think that may also be a peewee herman line uh could but it's be. valid either way yeah but that so is a, cool so a big source of joy for me sort of in that that realm and and, and also on, on people is is just is, is tea is my wife is is just i we we do a lot of a lot of sort of looking at each other and going oh my god we live in the same place like we get to do this every day it's pretty marvelous and i i i'm it's not so much that the novelty hasn't worn off as that the wonder hasn't um, and I, I would, I, I have trouble imagining that it's ever going to. Oh God, totally. Same with me and Anna. And that is a really good way of putting it. The wonder. Yeah. And that's, that's so fucking cool. I mean, you guys have from the start just had that, that incredible just spark and well, yeah, joy together. Like that's, that seems to be something you've always brought out in each other, whether it was like epistolarily or, or anything else like that. Oh man, I love getting interesting mail. Yeah, that's another one. That's another big joy one. Like I love, I love exchanging interesting mail. 
Yeah, you've always been a, a hell of a letter writer, and not just a letter writer, but like a letter creator sometimes. I like mail art because it well, it started out. I started getting into mail art as a way to kind of kick myself out of perfectionism, because I I, I made the rule that I I couldn't document it, and when I sent it to someone, it was it was theirs to do with with what they pleased. It was not mine anymore at that point, and um, I, I gave myself limits in terms of time and materials and. It was it was incredibly effective, but it was also just incredibly fun in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I think that was actually some of our, our earliest interaction as we were getting to know each other was was postcards, as I recall. You were in Texas. Yeah, that was that was a, a good decade before the mail art project. But ah, true. But my point is, those those impulses rise early. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've definitely always always been into letters and cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you ever into the, what was it, Griffin and Sabine books that were like epistolary, but you pulled the Dude, letters I out of the little envelopes? You to those books. Oh, you did? My memory is garbage, especially since the pandemic. Well, they're great. And yes, epistolarily yes. awesome. Yes. Also, the word epistolary is awesome. Satisfying words. I love satisfying oh, yeah. words. Spackle. Mm. Shillelagh. Like, honestly, so much of why I love Black Tom is because we get to say shillelagh when we talk about Black Tom. I'm pretty credenza you remember when we got that credenza and we just kept saying credenza to each other over and over yes because it's such a good word credenza credenza yeah credenza byzantine oh byzantine is fun and the way that you would read it as byzantine but it's actually byzantine for some reason that makes it more satisfying it's like being in on a secret it is a byzantine secret no damn it kind of works or Cyclopean, for that matter. I like that Cyclopean is not specifically referencing the Cyclops. At least, I don't think it is. I don't know. I'm not sure. It is, but it's not. Rep- it, it's it's referencing the Cyclops, but it's re- referencing his stature, not his one eye status. Oh, okay. So our X Men knowledge uh, actually is a, a um. It adds to the challenge of correctly understanding the etymology of that word. Yeah, it's misleading. Ah, um. Also, learning how to pronounce words that you don't know how to pronounce because you've only read them. Like when I found out that it was infrared instead of infrared. Infrared. Yeah, that was a moment of satisfaction. It was a little humbling, but like not in a bad way. You know, we, we should be humble sometimes. Like when we have been saying infrared to ourselves, reading various science fiction novels as 10 year olds or whatever. It's a good one. Learning how to do something in general is, oh, is so satisfying. Whether or not yeah. it's something ultimately useful, like learning a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember uh, back in college, I'm thinking of back when you were um, learning to fence and just got better and better and better at it. Like, that seemed to just be electric for you. And then I blew out my wrists, and that kind of put an end to that. But yeah, I really love, I love improving on skills, like learning to do new things, achieving new levels of competence in things, but also just learning new stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, talking about, like, the physical skills like that, it's, uh, for me, running has been weirdly revelatory, which I never would have thought it would have been. I, I realized um, on July 4th this past year, that was my nine-year anniversary of my first, not my first run ever, but my first run when I was like, you know what, I think maybe I'm going to try to be a runner. That was when I started Couch to 5K. And it's... It's been cool, like, seeing myself improve and feeling better. And don't get me wrong, running is still really hard and kind of terrible, and I'm not sure that I recommend it. But 
achieving that physical competence is mm-hmm. is a unique kind of of satisfaction. Um, yeah. And hopefully, my knees will last. We'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see. So, I feel like I at least have to talk about music. Um, Go for it. I so my my wife and I are similar in that we both ha- love having music on basically all the time that it wouldn't be distracting. Um, and even when it would be distracting, we're like, well, maybe if we have something without lyrics, it won't be distracting. And for me, I don't know. It just is sort of like a a way to to take uh to take stock of my emotional state at the time, and then to think about what I want my emotional state to be. And to find some music that can maybe bridge that gap. And so that can be whether I am having a rough morning and want to feel excited, so I'll put on like some power metal or something, or whether I'm just feeling really bummed about the world and I want to wallow in that. And then I'll put on some freaking like, I don't know, stabbing westward or something. I still listen to them occasionally, even though uh. I'm not in high school anymore. Um, yeah, they had a really bad album, but then they had a really good album again. Well, a pretty good album. I mean, Wither Blister is probably still their best. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, and like one of the things I found for me really that really brings out that joy in music is, for lack of a better way of putting it, a feeling of longing, whether that's sad longing or happy longing of just desire and attempting to move toward that desire or accepting that it will not be fulfilled. Like, I always love that. I love that in black gaze as a genre, which is sort of like a black metal shoegaze hybrid that I have come to love. Um, a lot of, like, 80s synth wavy stuff has that. Actually, some of our producers, uh, producer Matt's uh, music under Moon Talk really has that feel in a way that I love. Again, you can find that at moon-talk.bandcamp.com. There are certain phrases that we will just forever be able to immediately say in the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember someone at someone. I don't remember who I was talking to, but someone who thought that our our outros were were canned. That like we just <laughs> reused the same one, which we don't. We do it's a new one every time. New one every time. When I did the Thor podcast, um, I think our intros and outros were were canned, or maybe just one of them. God, it's been so many years. That's a fun podcast. Anyone listening to this, if you like Thor, you should listen to that podcast. I'm proud of it. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just that, like, music, I think, is unique for me in that it just, it is a mood supplement slash augment slash reparative slash whatever. It is just very, very powerful for me. I I don't know. Is that the case for you, Jay? I know you are less of a constant music listener than I am. Yeah, I mean, I think think my threshold for music that is distracting is much, much lower. Okay, gotcha. So that's something. But I've, I've been thinking, so again, um... A, a big something I really really love are, are long road trips, and for mm-hmm. me the car is kind of cars and, and driving are kind of a locus for music and music listening. So I I've, I've been doing less of that since I moved to New York, and we we listened to a ton of stuff when we were driving to and from North Carolina, and um, it was fantastic. But one of one of the things I really loved are, that I was really excited about is we've we've um, we were looking for good good pro, basically good modern protest music because um, we'd we'd been listening to a lot of uh, Phil Ox. And, um, and, oh God, who else? Um, well, a lot of Philox and we were, we're sort of trying to think of modern equivalents and asking around online and someone or a a number of people suggested Grace Petrie, who is just phenomenal and who was, was just so, so tremendously cool to find and very much felt like coming home musically. Nice. 
Uh, she is just tremendous. If you like folk music, and especially if you like um, folk music that's very, very queer and very political, she is tremendous. I mean, that sounds pretty great, actually. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Grace Petrie, P-E-T-R-I-E. Okay, noted. Excellent. Yeah. Ah, man. Yeah, I I love sharing sharing music uh, in either direction is a really cool thing. Like, just getting insight into someone or having them get insight into you through something like that, because there is so much goddamn music in the world. So if somebody recommends something to you, if you recommend it to them, like, generally speaking, that's going to be targeted. It's going to be like, oh, I think Jay might like this for this reason or whatever. Like, I'm remembering you introducing me to uh, the Proto Men specifically, which you were totally, totally right about. Like they're so then, fucking good. Oh, they so, they are so good. I listened to them again recently. Uh, listeners, if you're not familiar, um, they do a lot of stuff, but the thing they're probably best known for is a so far two-act, like, no, rock they're, they're opera. they're part of the third. Okay, it's like two-point-something act, uh, rock opera about Mega Man, and it's awesome and, like, really, really deep and emotional, but also badass, and, like, it's it's great. But, yeah, I remember, like, we listened to that uh, together at first, I think, Um and that was really cool, like, just being able, just you sort of sh- actively sharing that with me in the moment. I love that stuff, like, playing video games with people uh, or, or just watching a movie together. But I think especially video games, because it's a little more interactive, and you can talk a little more during it and have it be less, like, detrimental to the to the medium. Um, that's just a really cool thing, that active media sharing. On a larger scale, I think an aspect of that that I really love and really miss right now um, is live music yeah and and live shows in general having having that that sense of of collective momentum and collective joy Mm -hmm. that goes with stuff like that that type of energy i will always think back to uh that con maybe the best concert i've ever been to i'm not sure if you consider it that as well but they might be giants concert back in Asheville, north carolina so many years ago that was pretty phenomenal yeah, I mean, and that the crowd energy was like nothing I'd ever seen. They had at one point a conga line going out the door, around the block, and back in the door. And it was just, everyone was, like, it was it was almost a religious experience. And, and it was just pure, well, I know we're using the word a lot, but pure joy. Yeah, and that, that again sort of goes back to that, the sense of sort of the other people's enthusiasm, too, because... One of the neat things about joy is a lot of the time it's it's magnified by by shared experience and by by sort of mutual reflection. Oh God, yeah, completely agreed. Like being able to share an experience like that with somebody is it is a uh, it, it is exponentially better in a lot of ways. I mean, okay, I guess it depends on the experience. I don't want to be universal about that, but hell yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered a, a lot of the bases. Did you have any any other major stuff you wanted to bring up, Jay? I'm sure that I'm going to immediately sign off and then immediately think of like a dozen things I should have said for this one. Um, it's a great <laughs> topic. Yeah, for real. And I think it's also a great thing to be thinking about right now. I mean, you know, in some ways the world's a little easier than it was. In other ways, the world is a lot harder than it was. But it has not been an easy many, many years. And so I'm really grateful for the chance to just think about the good stuff because that doesn't cancel out the bad stuff the bad stuff is absolutely still there but the fact that there is still the good stuff i think means the bad stuff doesn't win Ooh, i actually have have one more and one more to bring it back to comics which yeah. is that something that is a tremendous source of joy for me is really good use of any medium 
like people mm. using a medium in ways that you couldn't translate directly to any other medium is so cool. And it's something it's something that I love about comics at their best. It's something that I love about really pretty much every medium or every um I medium isn't the word, but um yeah, about you know fiction, about nonfiction writing, about film, about music, like the ways that each of those can be can can uniquely express things in ways that no other can mm. is is something that I I love like that joy in in virtuosity virtuosity is oh. a big thing for me. That is a hell of a phrase. You are on with the like super evocative phrases tonight. That's something that brings me joy. Also, just like working with you to make a thing like this after still after all these years is word. It's such a fucking, yeah, it's just such a fucking pleasure. Like, I mean, we'd be buds regardless, but it's just so cool to have this creation thing that we just throw it into the world. And I'm, I'm also not going to lie, approval brings me joy, so <laughs> that part helps too. But, like, even if we didn't have an audience, just the fact that we, that we're doing this and that we're doing it consistently, that we're just choosing to come back to the mic, like, every goddamn week is something pretty special. Yeah, I think it's easy to forget that because we're also both completely exhausted all the time right now. Oh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> but, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yes, Blind Seer Zero, thank you so much for suggesting this topic and thank you so much for donating to Equality Florida. And um, thank you for listening to us ramble unscripted about, you know, things that make us happy. And uh, if you want, there will be a blog post on our website where this episode is and you can tell us about things that make you happy. And we would love to hear about those as well. Yes, please. And um, yeah, and we'll be back next week with uh, proper explaining of X-Men. Yes. Take care, all. Find joy.